so can you explain that hypothesis and its relevance? Did I get that right? You did say that, didn't you? I did say oh, that. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, partition hypothesis was proposed by Arthur English back in 1993. CPD Health Courses. Try needling training for health professionals. Online theory plus face-to-face practical. Start your training today at cpdhealthcourses.com. Okay, good evening everyone. It's Wayne Mahmood here, Director of CPD Health Courses, and we're very, very fortunate to have with us a special guest all the way from America. His name is Larry Steinbeck, and he's going to tell us all about fascia, which is a fantastic subject to be talking about, as we'll learn shortly. Welcome to the podcast, Larry. It's a great pleasure to have you as our guest. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Great. Okay, now you're in, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Kennesaw, yes. Kennesaw, Georgia, in the USA. What time is it there? Six o'clock in the morning. Wow, that's got to be keen. I must have got the better end of the deal there because it's uh, eight twelve at night here. Uh, thank you for joining us so early, Larry. You're a, a physical therapist, and you're uh, currently the manager of physical therapy at the Atlanta Falcons Physical Therapy Center. Just so we're all clear, the Atlanta Falcons is an American football team because over here, of course, we talk about Australian football, which is completely different. And uh, you also teach the fight fascial manipulation method. You're a certified myofascial trigger point needling therapist uh, via MyPain seminars, and you're a guest lecturer at Mercer University in Atlanta, Georgia, School of Physical Therapy. Um, Perhaps the first question we need to ask, Larry, is how are the Atlanta Falcons going? Let's get the important things out of the way first. Well, just just, just, just to... um further clarify that, that I don't work specifically for the team. Sure. That we are an outpatient physical therapy center that has ownership from the same group that owns the Atlanta Falcons. Sure. So I am a fan of the Atlanta Falcons and like any fan, they just had their draft and you're hoping they pick the right yes. <laughs> right players to to push them at least into a winning record and maybe maybe the playoffs again. Let's we'll see if they can flip what they did last year. <laughs> okay. So what happened last year? Uh, not a very good, not a very good season. <laughs> okay, not not a, not a one to remember. Yeah, started off with a bang and ended with a whimper. Okay, well, we could uh, go on with our podcast just talking about the Atlanta Falcons and sport, but I'm sure that our listeners uh, will uh, not want that particular um, route to go. So let's get on with some fascia and some serious business um, now. Uh, I noticed that uh, when you sent me some information about fascial manipulation, it was preceded by an R, as in registered. Uh, So this is a registered uh, type of treatment, I imagine, uh, like a trademark. Why is that? Well, they registered fascial manipulation primarily to to just protect the way the model was taught. Mm -hmm. It's not so much how we use our hands, um, or elbows or whatever we're doing to to treat the fascia, but it's the way that it's organized and looked at is very unique compared to any other model out there. Okay. All right. So it's the way that you apply the techniques is different to uh, normal uh, physical therapy or manual therapy. 
Yes. Okay, great. Because I actually uh, interested in that because, uh, uh, as I mentioned before we got on air, that I spoke to Pablo Herrero and he has DNHS um, uh, registered as a trademark and that's a, uh, the same type of thing where he's got that type of technique for hypotonia and spasticity. So that was interesting to find out your reasoning. Thank you for clarifying that. So um, how do you manipulate fascia, given that this is manip- fascial manipulation? How did, does one do that? Well, it's not any different than, than what we were taught in school mm-hmm. originally as far as using our hands or um, our knuckles, our elbows, in order to, to get to initially in the, in, in the fascia manipulation model to, to the deep fascia. But the apparent evidence has changed as far as what we're manipulating. Then when we talk about fascia, there's been quite a bit of work done by um, Carla Stecco and Antonio Stecco as far as identifying the um, histological aspect, the anatomical aspect, the physiological aspect of deep fascia, where typically we would look at deep fascia and we would um, describe it as um, an unorganized, undulated collagen fibers. And that's pretty typical of what we're taught. Carla, through her, her dissections, had observed that the deep fascia is really multi-layered. In most instances, it's three layers. Mm-hmm. And those layers are separated by loose connective tissue. Okay. Loose connective tissue being, um, can be adipose cells, can be mostly made up of the extracellular matrix. And what they've observed is that there's the potential for this to slide and glide. Okay. okay. They see the same thing between the aponeurotic layer, let's say, for example, in, in, in the limbs, mm-hmm. um, some aspects also in the trunk, between the aponeurotic layer and um, the epimesial layer of the muscle, that there's room for that deep fascia to slide and glide. Well, it has the same aspect of this loose connective tissue between those layers. Okay. When we talk about manipulating the fascia, we're not talking about... Um, we're not talking specifically about changing the, the fiber makeup of the collagen aspect of the deep fascia. We're talking about the ability to modify that extracellular matrix, the loose connective tissue, primarily the hyaluronic acid that is the primary constituent of the extracellular matrix. There's been quite a few articles written by Antonio Stecco and Carlos Stecco. Theoretical models as well as observed changes with um, ultrasound identification. And what we see is that there could be a change in the space between those fascial layers. That was Dr. Lawrence Steinbeck talking to me about fascial manipulation. If you'd like to get access to the rest of this podcast, plus other great interviews with world experts in the area of dry needling and myofascial pain, please log into your account at members.cpdhealthcourses.com forward slash login. 
Now, if you're not a member, I encourage you to join the CPD Health Courses membership site, which gives you access to hundreds of hours of content, including over 60 hours of dry needling video training, business coaching advice, useful documents like dry needling consent forms, and even staff training scripts, plus a lot more relevant content that's available as online programs to listen to at any time or downloadable PDFs. And in addition to these resources, I'm available on the membership site too. I'll answer any questions that you might have about clinical practice and running your healthcare business. If you'd like to join the membership site, please visit cpdhc.com forward slash video training. Membership is either monthly or annual. My advice is to get the annual membership price, which gives you a great discount on the monthly subscription. So visit cpdhc.com forward slash video training to find out more. I look forward to seeing you on the membership site and helping you achieve your goals as a healthcare practitioner. I'm Wayne Mahmood and you've been listening to a cpdhealthcourses.com podcast. Thank you for listening. CPD Health Courses. Dry needling training for health professionals. Online theory plus face-to-face practical. Start your training today at cpdhealthcourses.com.